I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Richard and Greta gonna make your lives better today. If you'll subscribe to our podcast. You know, it's all about how to get the most out of your partner. And we're partners. So we know all about it. It's good. Get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place. Richard and Greta from The Great Big Owl. You know? You know? The following podcast is a member of The Great Big Owl family. Hello, old friends. How are you all? Hope you're all all right and hanging in there. I don't have a huge amount for you today. I'm sorry about that. Um, and some of what I do have, I've got a horrible feeling I've already done for you. But, you know, it doesn't matter, does it? Because if you liked it the first time, you can listen to it again. And then I'm afraid to say I've uh, I've allowed my nephew, Andy Parker, from Nottingham, to do a little bit on my my show today he keeps asking so that will you will have to clean your ears afterwards he is really is quite a disgusting young man but you know but i thought it will fill up a, a fill of 10 minutes or so but how are you all it's anna man here actress singer bottle bank for a while i used to um well i used to i used to do a scheme where people could give me a bottle and i would give them a pound back which I thought I was because I thought the future was in bottles. John Smells used to say it. Anna, the future is in bottles, and he was completely wrong. If anything, there's too many bottles. Stop making bottles is more the field. But I thought bottles were going to be like the new, the new pound. You know, um, I think it was because I. Well, I, I, I guess I don't know what it was. I guess I think I had a dream where. Everybody used bottles instead of money. So I was like, fuck, we need to get bottles. This is the problem, you see. You can't base your life on something you've just dreamt. It's insanity. And yet I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I dreamt last night that I had to dig up the the body of Margaret Thatcher. And I came very close to trying. You know, if they'd have let me on that train... I would have gone straight to wherever the great... I mean, the train was going to Newcastle. I don't know if she's at Newcastle or wherever. But I, I when you have... When I have a dream and I have, and in the dream I dug up the body, I tied it to a sledge. And then... What did I do? And then I pushed it... I pushed it off the top of Canary Wharf. Strange dreams. Very straight. And you have to be careful, you know. It's good to follow your dreams. Elvis Presley said, you've got to follow your dreams wherever your dreams may be. But not that dream. Don't follow that dream. Because there be, there be, there be prison. 
with that dream. It really is a problem. Anyway, I hope you're all right. It's Anna Man, of course. Um, you might remember me from all those wonderful things I've been on or in or around. Uh, I was once on the back of an elephant at Tricross Zoo. I don't know if you know that zoo, but they let you go on the elephant. Um, well, when I say they don't let you go on the elephant because they don't have any elephants. It's not. It's one of those zoos. You know, the zoos that don't really have anything. Oh, God, I hope I don't get sued by Tricross Zoo for that. Fuck, who knows? Who knows? But I did I did go there expressly to get on an elephant. Again, I'd had a dream where I was riding an elephant. I, I, I often do this, you see. I follow my dreams wherever they go. Um, So I, did, I, I didn't get on an elephant, but I did get in the gift shop, and they were selling these large, cuddly elephants, which I thought was a little bit naughty because they don't have any elephants at the zoo. Because it's a little bit like that saying, look, it's like one of our elephants, but it's a cuddly toy. And I said, well, it's not, is it? Because you don't have any. So I got the elephant and I started riding it around the zoo. And then I was asked to leave. I said, could I take the elephant with me? They said, well, you can buy it if you want. I said, how much is it? They said, it's £67. £67? What a strange number. That's like the sort of number I just come up with off the top of my head. I'm not paying that. I mean, look at it. It comes apart in, the, in seconds. It's covered in shit. I'm not buying that for £68. I mean, it would come apart and it was covered in shit because I've been riding it. But, you know, in the end, in the end, I just kind of... I, Sue Clinch I, was with me and she said, Here, I'll give it here. She just sort of shoved it up her dress and ran off. And uh, they, I think they were just glad to see the back of us, really. We've, we've never been back. Um, well, we've tried to go back in, but they, you know, they... Our pictures are on the wall as you come in with a kind of, you know, call the police instantly if you see either of these people. Even if you see them in a film, which is unlikely, let's be honest. So, yes, um, do you remember? I remember, by the way, I, I don't know if anyone can tweet in or whatever to Colin Holt co comedy, is it? Or is it just it's just at Colin Holt, isn't it? Tweet in if you want or at Anna Man Actress. Um, my mum. I've talked about her a lot, Mother. She's awful, as you all know. You know, she really is terrible. Um, you might have read my autobiography, Mummy, Mummy Wouldn't Buy Me a Horse. Of course, the sequel, Mummy Did Buy Me the Horse, but then she shot it. She's terrible. We used to think she was bipolar, but I've decided she's just polar. She's just horrible. She doesn't have the good side. But Mum was convinced for a long time that a counsellor, in Nottingham, who was Asian, bigot, you see, she's an absolute bigot, uh, once spent most of the budget. Was he a councillor? Maybe he was the mayor, possibly the sheriff. We do still have a sheriff of Nottingham. I was constantly laying his house under siege, firing arrows and such, and trying to get in dressed as a um, washerwoman, but it, it, it wouldn't wash, shall we say. But anyway, yes, she swore that this chap, Let's say he was the mayor. And obviously, you know, in that way, when people kind of dog whistle and they go, it was Asian. You wouldn't have said the word Asian either. But, you know, he um, he spent half the budget in Nottingham, of Nottingham's, you know, budget for that year, which meant to go on buses and, I don't know, chimneys. I don't know what the money goes on. Um, sweets, I don't know. But the budget for the council, he spent half of it building a mechanical elephant and riding it, 
riding it around the town. She swears this is true. And like a lot of those people, you know, she's very much, if she was able to, to get around without the wheelchair and she had any money, she's not in a wheelchair. Um, she just She just won't go anywhere without one strapped to her back you know it's to show that she doesn't need a wheelchair it's very much like Fernando in the Tempest but she what was I saying yes if she could she would have got straight on her private jet and gone to you know join the insurrectionists at the capital she's one of those you know she believes mad shit or she says mad shit and then she believes it afterwards and like, but you just made that up and you know you did. But anyway, she swears. So if anyone want, remembers this, did a man who was in power in Nottingham, possibly a mayor, build, spent half... I mean, it sounds unlikely, I know, but this is the kind of thing she comes out with. Build a mechanical elephant with half of the, the money from the council, for the council tax, on a mechanical elephant... She built the mechanical elephant with half this money. I don't edit any more, by the way, in case you're wondering why this bit's still in. I can't be bothered. I don't have time for editing. I'm, I'm homeschooling Sue Clinch, for fuck's sake. Anyway, yes. And he wrote... What I love is the fact... She says, he, got, he built this elephant, right? Got this elephant built for him. Because, you know, as in he wouldn't have built it himself. Built this elephant for him. Using all our money... Ugh, councillors, mayor, he's awful. And he rode it round town. I think that's the bit that get me, that, that, that he rode it around town. I mean, what if it's true, if it's true, what was he thinking? Riding around town on this mechanical elephant. Was he hoping to be, was he like Trump? He was hoping to become king? He was hoping to defy democracy, you know? I don't know, we don't know, because it's probably not true. And my Google isn't working, or they've kicked me off, I don't know. Anyway, so so that's that. Yes, yeah, so I've been on an elephant. I've been in, um, well, I've been in a few plays, a few films, and a lot of cafes, which I really miss cafes, and I really miss charity shops. Fuck, I miss charity shops. I know there's more important things, but God, I love, I love going in there and finding something I don't want and bringing it home, and then a week later going, why have I got that? And taking it to back to the same charity shop. I love that whole process. Makes me feel alive, you know. But anyway, anyway, times are tough. It's tough for all of us. The charity shops are closed. All that stuff. But things have been a little bit better recently. I got a job. Yes, an actual job. I could have pissed myself with joy. In fact, I did. Luckily, the audition was on a Zoom call, so they were none the wiser. But no, I got a role in a short film playing a Roman, a sort of Roman lady, trapped in modern times. Fuck, it was clever. That's a brilliant idea. A Roman woman who's been sent into the future and is trapped in modern times. It was called A Roman in L.A., you see. Although for budgetary reasons, it was actually filmed in Hove. And I'm like, where's my chariot? Where's my slaves? And everyone's like, we don't have slaves anymore. And I'm, you know, but who's going to pick all my love pot? Or whatever, whatever it was I said. But it, it was it was more like, you know, coitus 
Quintus Esquus or something, you know, because I could only speak Latin. The character could only speak Latin. You have the subtitles, of course. At one point, I learned to rap, which is brilliant and very clever, really good, very funny, rapping in, in Latin. God, I love rapping. But, you know, but this meant I had to spend two weeks just to learn Latin, which I instantly forgot because I was drunk. You know, if you're like me, you must probably spend all your time learning things as quick as possible and then forgetting them instantly. It was a real problem with my daughter Mahogany, actually. Mahogany? A mahogany. A real problem, because I kept forgetting her name. And she would have a massive tantrum about it. This was when she was about seven or so, you know. She was very sensitive, actually. She'd get all upset and say, I, I, I can't believe you forgot your own daughter's name. You know, you can remember the names of all the casting directors. I said, well, start getting me some work and maybe I'll remember yours. It's not Wayne, is it? No, it's not Wayne. Fuck. Eventually, we had to have the whole house decked out in mahogany, uh, even much of my husband's clothes, just so I'd remember. Mahogany. What's my daughter's? Oh, fuck, yes, mahogany, you know? And it was me who chose the name. I called her after my kitchen cupboards. It's, it's, I really am very stupid. You know what I'm like. I've learnt so many lines, I forget basic words. Once I caught a glass, a long bowl. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. No, but uh, her husband, my husband, was her dad, Harold Bag. Um, she took both our names, so unfortunately, she's known as Mahogany Man Bag. God, you must think I'm a terrible mother listening to it. I'm still picturing you as a as as a sort of um, middle-aged woman in grey on a train. You must think me a terrible mother, but I had to do it. I had to. I had to put food on the table. I had to put food on the table. It was an obsessive condition. I had to. I had this awful obsessive condition. It was OCD. I had to keep putting food on tables. I'd go in the kitchen. I'd get all the food out of the cupboards and I'd put it all on the table. You know, I had to do it. I couldn't help myself. And Harold would say, but it's not lunch yet, Anna. And I'd say, well, then when can I put food on the table? I've had breakfast. I can't have that again. I'm not a fly. I can't just regurgitate it up and do it all again. Although I did that, of course, in The Fly, the musical. And you remember that? I want to go from here to there. I want to go from there to here. What's the worst that can happen? Bzz, bzz. What's the worst that can happen? Bzz. I'm a fly. I'm a fly. I got something in my eye. Stuff like that. Really bad. Really bad, actually. Never got past, never got past rehearsal. One, I don't think. We did the first rehearsal and then someone just went... The director said, does anyone have any questions before we start? Someone put their hand up and went, is this shit? And the rest of the cast, we all sat there like, eek. You're probably not meant to say that first day of rehearsal. But the director went, do you know what I've been thinking? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Exactly the same thing. Let's just put Macbeth on again. Never fails. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. But Anyway, I say to Harold, Harold, I want to put food on the table. He said, you can't. I said, but I must. And then we wrestle over the beetroot and the Whitbix and the Tharmasalata dip. And then we make love there and then on the table. And I'd stuff my gob with stuff while he was distracted, you know. Oh, I've never had a good relationship with food. Not even a particularly attractive marrow I tried to wed once during a very evocative dance routine in the controversial play She Married a Marrow at the Tittery Wapit Chizik. But still, I do hate this gap between meals. What's it for? Life is for eating stuff, right? It just feels so arbitrary. Who decided we should eat our meals in threes? A man, probably, and probably a cunty one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if, I, if that offended you that I swore. But that word is, of course, used by Shakespeare, Bill Shakes. The wonderful Midsummer Night's Dream. Give me your hands, you silly cunts, you know? No, but the big problem this week is I'm I'm on this reset diet, so I've got no caffeine. Reset diet makes, means reset to hell, you know, no caffeine, no wheat. Um, Sue got me onto it. Uh, it cost £99. It's only cost £99. It only cost £99. We'll lose some weight together. It's just, and basically, they just tell you not to eat some things and only eat nuts. Of course, on set, it's very hard. I was filming this Roman thing, and they, they decide when you can eat on set. But I'm always eating. A lot of my early TV work, you just see me stuffing a gatto in when I had the chance, or a brace of persimmons. I love persimmons. I ate so many, I got an allergy. I can't eat them anymore. They taste like bums. I don't know if anyone else here has have the, anyone else here ever eaten bums. I mean persimmons. Anyway, let's move on from that. It's been a real, real pisser, actually, not being able to pers- eat persimmons and, or have caffeine. It's always terrible. It's really, it's really awful. But anyway, darlings, enough about that. It's time to bring on our special guest. I'll just say goodbye at the end. But he's here to say hi. Some of you might know him. I think he's been on a couple of my podcasts before. He's been around for a long time. Um, I said I'd give him a shot, another shot. He was very rude last time. Please welcome Andy Parker. I'm clapping for him. Hey, gang, how are we going on, me ode? How are we going on, Andy Parker, eh? Uh, Nottingham's most edible bachelor. <coughs> Sorry about that. Court's been a right old week, hasn't it? Fucking hell. What's going on out there? What's going on out there? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy what's going on. Uh, you see all this stuff with Trump getting done. It's a real shame, I reckon, because he were doing great things and he were actually funny. 
you know what I mean? I actually thought he was funny for a politician. Is that worth throwing away democracy? Asked my brother Len, who works with me on the vans. Yeah, actually, it is. It is Len. Watch a bit about that that Joe Biden. What's funny about him, other than he's really old and he can't finish a sentence proper? I will like switch him off. He's well boring. Then I realised live on my own and I'd switch it off my sen. Our Cassie's left me, my girlfriend. Yep, she's bubbling with my mam. Which is a bit embarrassing that me my me, me girlfriend's left me to bubble with my mam. She had to choose between me and my mam, right? And she said, I'm going to go and live with your mam. I said, fine, fine. Let's just end it then. Let's just end it. She said, and uh, I think you jump into conclusion. You're going to... I said, no, it's over. It's over, babe. This has been on the cards for a long time. We haven't had Nucky for ages. At least with her gone, I can knock one out whenever I like without being judged for it. Do you know what I mean? Other day, I just stood in the middle of my living room, just fucking went for it. Just dropped my trousers, let rip all over the place. Didn't even close the curtains. Pow, wow, wow, all over. Thing is, my brother Len, he's actually staying with me at the minute. Uh, he was asleep on my sofa at the time because he's working nights, so we're a bit put out, to be honest. I forgot he was there. I forgot he was there. I just started wanking. He was right in front of me on the sofa. And you know what, guys? He got a right wadful in his eye. Fucking hell. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. He was screaming his head off. Me eye, oh me eye, what's that in me eye? It burned, it's burning. Fucking funny, fucking funny. I'm stood there with my cock out, absolutely pissing me sen. Luckily, I had my phone on me, so I got the old thing down, going right on Insta, that is. He's there going, and it, and it, and it, you just wanked in me eye. I said, oh, get over yourself, Len. It's my ass. I can do what I like. But you just wanked in me eye. I said, clean yourself, clean yourself up, you dirty get. Honestly, he does be heading nowadays. He's always moaning. I only let him bubble with me so someone could do dishes and that. You got a bubble, ain't you? Though, to fight COVID. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, in my bubble, it's me, Big Dave, Sexy Sadie, comes around to me air, get it done every day like Reggie Yates. Uh, got the man who brings prawns and cockles around. Old Smoker, he comes to watch a DVD with me. We watched Deliverance the other day, fucking funny film there is, Deliverance. Smokey's a bit weird, he's well into that country music, like dressing like a cowboy and that. He's got this t-shirt he shows me, it says the South will rise again. I said, what, do you mean Leicester? Any road, all this has made me think I should have a go at writing a new movie. I haven't written one since since Hollywood turned its back on me. I mean, I say that, but Hollywood never actually showed me its front, which is a shame because some of them Hollywood girls got a right pair of knock on, knockers on them. Mind you, Hollywood's full of sexist perverts, isn't it? Which is one of the other reasons for wanting to go there. Anyway, I thought I'd have a go at writing a political thriller. I got one of them books, What Gives You the Jargon. £20.99 it cost. Unbelievable. So I got Len to nick it from Waterstones. He was fucking bricking it. But I told him, if he didn't, I'd tell everyone I caught him wanking over a picture of Teela out of Iran. He said, maybe I'll tell everyone you wanking in the front room. I said, oh yeah, Len, you're going to tell them how I gunked in your eye? Anyway, did it. Next day, I got Big Dave to dress up as a policeman and come round. I want to talk to you about a missing book. He literally shat him, saying. So anyway, I'm writing this book, very excited about it. And uh, the book that he nicked for me explains if you're writing a mystery, you have to know what happens in the end, right? Then you work out what's happened. So you basically start with the end, you go back and you work out how you got to that bit. So what I did, I got got my notebook, I went, right, how's it end, how's it end? So I just wrote down, everyone's fucking dead. So now we've got to work back from that, right? So I'm going to write it. 
Um, going to come back and uh, read a bit of it for you. If Auntie Anna, Anna all letters, I'm sure it will, because it's probably the best bit of her shit podcast so far. All right, gang, catch you later. Don't get changing. All right, to for now. Andy Parker there, darlings. Andy Parker. Well, wasn't that fucking rude? I thought it would be rude, and it was. Anyway, there we go. Well, darlings, thank you for listening once again. I hope you enjoyed that absolute ramble. Um, keep keep subscribing. Keep reviewing. I mean, if you've already subscribed, I don't think there's any point in unsubscribing and resubscribing. But, you know, if you haven't subscribed, subscribed. Subscribe even. Edit. Don't edit. I don't do any edits. Subscribe, review, like, share. And of course, do not forget my Friday night shows. If you go to Eventbrite and look up Anna Man, you'll find me. I'm doing three more in Feb. Let's get through February. That's my plan. Um, and we're also going to be putting on lots of other fun events just to keep you all alive, for God's sake. We've got to save the country. It's only on me now. I'm the only one who's really bothering anymore. All right, my darlings, take care. Don't forget you can support me at patreon.com slash Man or ko-fi.com slash Man. And if you want a birthday party or a birthday message or anything like that, just email colinholtcomedy at gmail.com. Love you guys. Be strong. We'll do it. We're getting through it. Get through February. February? February. Doesn't matter. Bye. My name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast apps and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf